This podcast is an examination of the historical research of William Branham and his message cult following. William Branham was a minister in the gambling town of Jeffersonville, Indiana, just across the river from Louisville, Kentucky, as early as 1933. He came in contact with the Reverend Roy E. Davis, an official spokesperson for the 1915 Ku Klux Klan, and later Imperial Grand Dragon of the Ku Klux Klan. Davis introduced Branham to the Pentecostal faith and the art of faith healing, which would later be introduced into Branham's stage persona as he took his place among the evangelists in the post-World War II healing revival. Branham is credited by some as being a catalyst for the Latter Rain Movement and Jim Jones of People's Temple. This podcast is not sympathetic to the views of the Ku Klux Klan that William Branham held, but it is disturbing and warrants research. This podcast is an examination of that research. You can find more about this research and other topics on the website william-branham.org. Join us as we turn back the pages of time and examine the controversial issues of William Branham and his message. During William Branham's ministry, Branham associated many current events to stories that were given about his own life, trying to convince the people that they were signs that he was a prophet sent by God. One of those events was the return of Israel to their homeland. Often he would proclaim how an angel came to me, even preaching sermons with this title, and would try to convince the people that it happened the very day that Israel became a nation. In 1954, he preaches a sermon entitled, The Great Coming Revival and the Outpouring of the Spirit. And in this sermon, he says this, And a strange thing of that, that you might know the very day the angel of the Lord called me out, May the 6th, 1947 and issued the gift to pray for the sick it was the very same day that Israel became a nation for the first time for 2500 years oh I believe there's something in it I just can't keep from believing we're near the end of time that's right now on recorded tape that is the date that's given for his commission to heal the sick, May 6th, 1947. Coincidentally, this date is only a few days before the first time that William Branham is mentioned in any newspaper. And at that time, he went by the name Henry Branham. That first meeting, described in the newspapers, was in Vandalia, Illinois, in a high school gymnasium holding about 2,500 people. It's interesting because to the people in Phoenix, Arizona, Branham discusses the Vandalia meeting and the visitation from the angel. November 1947, he says this, <clears throat> The last time he spoke to me was at Vandalia, Illinois, is anybody here from the Vandalia meeting was up there at Vandalia, Illinois, he asked. 
a person in the building here that was there when the angel of the Lord came down and said, you are confined. It'll come to pass, blank spot, on tape. <laughs> the blank spot on this tape is very critical. Whatever was supposed to come to pass has been snipped out. And this is William Branham's commission story. How the angel came to me. The great commission to start healing the sick from the angel of God that met Branham for the very first time in either a room or a cabin with a wood floor or a cave with a dirt floor or a room with a wood stove or a cave with a big opening or by the angel with a turban or without. Or... The story just goes on and on. There's so many conflicts. But whatever he saw, <laughs> whatever it was, this was supposed to be the date. But to the Associated Press in Vandalia, Illinois, on June 30th, 1947, William Branham says this. When I was 14, I tried to smoke a cigarette. A man with a long white beard and long flowing robe visited me, and he told me not to smoke. I haven't touched a cigarette since then, and I never drink. Then, get this, then, 11 months ago, I got a call so insistent that I went, <laughs> that I went out and started healing people. Now, June 30th, 1947, subtract 11 months from that, and that would place the angel visitation in September of 1946. Yet, in a 1945 pamphlet entitled, I Was Not Disobedient to the Heavenly Vision, Branham's ministry was in full swing. In that pamphlet, Branham claims that his commission came in March of 1945. Not 1946, not 1947. At the beginning of the pamphlet, Branham says this. It was the month of March, 1945. One morning about 3 a.m. That our Lord Jesus Christ gave me a vision. This he has done many times and I must, I most humbly praise him for it. Now, in this vision, William Branham describes a large tent a large mountain and a large number of white-robed people making up a huge audience. He describes how he announced the vision to his home church and how God immediately called him to heal the sick. The first healing that he describes is that of a young Betty Doherty. How he was rushed to St. Louis, Missouri to pray for the child and how God used him in a mighty way. And he tells of the trip to St. Louis and how a great healing campaign that he had along the way. How a 70-year-old woman was healed with a head injury, an asthma case, a paralyzed woman who rose and walked again, a deaf man made to hear, a dumb boy made to speak. The list goes on and on and on in this pamphlet. And this is 1945. Yet on recorded tape, William Branham continues to say that his healing commission came from an angel and he continually ties it to current events. 
1959, William Branham preaches a sermon entitled, Who is This? And he starts the sermon by associating his angelic visitation, as he claims, to the Jewish nation, just as he had said a few months before. The very beginning of the sermon, he says this, And last week, you know what taken place in Israel, the last sign. Israel became a nation in 1947, on the same night that the angel of the Lord visited me. When it came to me at 12 o'clock, it was noon when they signed the that peace pact with the world and the League of Nations and so forth overseas. But last week, they got their own currency. They are, they got a regular Jewish money that they use now. Not only is the date of his commission incorrect, which completely cancels out all of his conflicting angelic stories, but the date of the treaty that's signed to form Israel into a nation is also incorrect. Israel gained their independence in 1948. The Israel Declaration of Independence was signed on May 14, 1948, one day before the British mandate was about to expire. The final draft for the declaration was created on May 12, 1948, and the meeting to vote on its acceptance lasted from 1.45 p.m. until midnight. But on May the 14th, a secret conference was held at 3.30 p.m. And the actual decision had to be made after 4 o'clock p.m. Because of their religious custom, they were not permitted to vote on it before 4 o'clock p.m. It would have breached their Sabbath. So 4 p.m. is obviously not noon, as William Branham invented. And it's on the 14th of May. And it's in 1948, not the date that William Branham claimed. So not only did William Branham invent the story about the angelic commission to attract a new audience, he also tied events to that story using dates and times that were simply pulled out of a hat. William Branham's fictional life stories served only one purpose, and that was to exalt himself. Branham looked to promote his own glory through his storytelling, and he was a great storyteller, but this was not of God. Jesus condemns the men who exalt themselves in John 7. John 7 describes another Jewish celebration, the Feast of Booths. John 7 says this, <clears throat> After this, Jesus went about in Galilee. He would not go about in Judea because the Jews were seeking to kill him. Now the Jews' feast of Booth was at hand. So his brother said to him, Leave here and go to Judea, that your disciples may also see the works that you are doing. For no one works in secret if he seeks to be known openly. And if you do these things, show yourself to the world. The next verse says, For not even his brothers believed him. Jesus' brothers, like many today, 
are seeking after a sign. They did not believe Jesus Christ, but Jesus did not even entertain this thought. It continues and says this, Jesus said to them, My time is not yet come, but your time is always here. The world cannot hate you, but it hates me because I testify about it that its works are evil. You go up to the feast. I'm not going to this feast, for my time has not yet fully come. After saying this, he remained in Galilee. <coughs> the focus of Jesus Christ was not works. While William Branham claimed that 80% of Jesus' ministry was healing the sick, the Bible clearly tells us that the focus of Jesus Christ was the word that he brought forth. John continues, But after this, his brothers had gone to the feast, then he also went up, not publicly, but in private. The Jews were looking for him at the feast and saying, Where is he? And there was much muttering about him among the people. While some said he's a good man, others said, No, he's leading the people astray. Yet the fear of the Jews, no one spoke openly of him. Now, Jesus is there, and this is the perfect opportunity to display great works right here at the Feast of Booths. He could have passed out prayer cards, and he could have asked the people to write their names and addresses down and played the guessing game as to what they wrote on those cards with the help of a few disciples, of course. But he didn't do that. He didn't even need the prayer cards, but he didn't do that. Jesus had one focus, the Word. About John continues, about the middle of the feast, Jesus went up into the temple, and he began teaching. The Jews therefore marveled, saying, How is it that this man has learning when he has never studied? So Jesus answered them, My teaching is not mine, but is his who sent me. If anyone's will is to do God's will, he will know whether the teaching is from God or whether I'm speaking with my own authority. What Jesus just said there is key. Even for himself, for Jesus Christ, he told the people to study the teaching. They should see if the teaching is from God or if he had spoken it on his own authority. Next, Jesus gives some words of wisdom. Jesus says, The one who speaks on his own authority seeks his own glory. But the one who seeks the glory of him who sent him is true, and in him there is no falsehood. The message of Jesus Christ is exactly opposite of William Branham. Even Jesus Christ gave the glory unto the Father. By example, he said that he should display the works that the Father did, and he should speak from the authority of the Father. And it says, in him there was no falsehood. Branham's ministry is riddled with falsehood. As more and more information comes forth, 
we're actually trying to struggle just to find portions of those stories that are actually true. But the life stories are, are of no consequence. The problem with William Branham's message is not the life stories. It is the teaching. A man who seeks after his own glory, a man who twists the scriptures to fit current events and to uplift their own ministry cannot teach truth. Yet Christ said, if you're teaching from Christ, there is no falsehood. So the question really becomes this. If William Branham's ministry was the opposite of Christ's, which we show time and time and time again, does that make this the message of the Antichrist? It can really only come from one or the other. It can only come from God or Satan. You must make the choice. You must decide for yourselves, did God lie or did William Branham lie? There are only two options.